Make Sure Your Friends Are Okay podcast. I'm your host, Lacey O'Malley, and in this episode, Hunter and I sit down with the super sweet social media influencer, Abby Rayo. We talk about the facade of social media, growing up in a broken family, what is really important in life, and a little sneak peek of what is next for her. Hope you enjoy. Just a little reminder, follow us on social media at Make Sure Your Friends Are Okay for the inside scoop on all things Mizzy Fowl. Make sure to check out fanjoy.co slash mizzyfowl. That's M-S-Y-F-A-O for our latest merch drops. Rock on. So when I was doing research on you, just kind of watching interviews and looking at all this stuff, and I, having not even met you yet, was feeling defensive for you over the way that people are in the comments. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I mean, at this point, right, I'm like, I haven't met her yet. And how are, like, clearly none of you guys have. Mm -hmm. And people are really mean. And I know this is a theme with a lot of people that we bring in and I I read the comments and then I meet them and I'm like, they're lovely. I'm so confused. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering if we could kind of go into a little bit about like the importance of realizing that the person behind the screen is also Mm -hmm. a person. Because I think sometimes there's this facade to people that either like you won't see it Mm -hmm. or it won't affect you because you're like untouchable. Right. Like I think, you know, I think Putting myself in their shoes, uh, you know, which I wasn't of influence just like a year and a half ago. So it's Mm -hmm. all fairly new to me as well. Um, I think that for some reason people do forget that we're just people. I guess they see this like pristine image of us, which I mean is our fault as well, Mm -hmm. I I guess. Yeah. Um, But I think that they forget that we're a human being and they think that a lot of times I won't see the message or mm. or that my life is just so perfect that it, how could it matter? You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I find myself sometimes like responding with love mm. and kind of being like, why would you say mm-hmm. something so cruel? Like that that hurts my and a lot mm-hmm. of times they'll be like, Oh, well, I, I didn't even know it's because they didn't think you would write. It's always right? that. It's always that. When like, you say something back to them, they're like, Oh, oh my god, I actually love you. It was my friend's friend who thought this and <laughs> Wait, I said really? it for yo every time. It's I'm not every so, time. It's so e- either that or they'll just conti- once you respond, they'll just continuously troll you. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, Oh, they have no hope. But mm-hmm. I try to each time kind of like have a conversation with that person. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I feel inclined to just respond to that. Um, I usually like try to have a conversation and then kind of explain to them, like, luckily I'm okay mentally, but mm-hmm. imagine like if, you know, it was someone else, like I have a lot yeah. of younger friends in social media, um, that are, you know, 16, mm-hmm. 17, going through that time with all these eyes on them. Imagine if mm-hmm. they're already having, you know, suicidal thoughts or yeah. you don't know what they're dealing yeah. with. And then they see messages like calling them a whore or mm-hmm. doing this. It's just like, you could yeah. literally knock someone off the edge. Yeah. So don't right. do this again. I, I really try to like tell people, you know, I'm okay and I forgive you. And hopefully that's not who you are. But mm-hmm. 
don't spread hate. Like, just yeah. be yeah. uplifting. What's the point of that? Yeah, I think the issue yeah. is we're, we're, everyone's too accessible nowadays. Like, before, like, yeah. you weren't able to, like, reach out to someone like that that easily. Mm -hmm. And now it's just, like, one message. Well, you can have zero followers and message mm -hmm. someone whatever you want. And, right. like, to you, you can see that message and be like, okay, it's another. And so there could be one person making 10 accounts and saying a bunch of different things. You could literally start being in your head, like, wow, all these people, like, hate me. And it's yeah. the same. And it's it the same. happens. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it definitely sucks. happens. Like, I had to kind of train myself to not let it get to me. Yeah. How? Yeah. What was mm -hmm. the difference between like when you first had a big following and you were starting to like you were starting to get those messages? Mm -hmm. How has your mindset or how how is it affecting you then? And like, how has that changed to where you're at now? Um, well, I think a lot, you know, a lot of people that get in the position to where they're getting a lot of hate. Um, either something happens mm -hmm. on social media that, you know, was a narrative that they couldn't control mm -hmm. um, or they didn't know how to control it, yeah. which was my case. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, people might just be judging them off of the way they look. I think it's a mixture mm -hmm. of kind of all of that for me. I think maybe mm -hmm. people were judging me, uh, you know, because I have fake boobs or mm -hmm. because I'm, you know, blonde or I look a certain way. So mm -hmm. they assume I'm a certain way. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, just with like a past relationship I had. You know, it was very ugly. And so, like, you know, I had no control over that narrative. Mm -hmm. Another person online, which online is fake. It's a mm -hmm. fake world. You know, yeah. it's only what you show, mm -hmm. what you want to be seen. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, before I even realized what was happening, this narrative was being created about me mm -hmm. um, that I couldn't control. Yeah. And so I, I didn't know how to, like, I just thought, okay, all these people just think this about me and I'm just going to have to. Were you to... feeling defensive at all at first? Or Well, I, yeah, like I felt, but then it's like, you feel like, why defend myself? Because then it's just feeding into it. And then right. it's just yeah. like, I didn't want people to, you know, see me. I, it's, it's a very, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a hard thing to deal with. I think that I yeah. finally just, the way that I dealt with it is by number one realizing like that song drake emotionless mm -hmm. love that song because it is true it's someone that's behind that screen that is hurting mm -hmm. or going through something in their life that they're frustrated about mm -hmm. and they're taking it out on you because they think oh this person's yeah. perfect like frick mm -hmm. you you know like yeah. you can and so they they're taking that out it has nothing to do with me and who mm -hmm. i am as a person so I think I just take that. I try to respond when I can and, mm -hmm. you know, shed light. If it works, it works. Yeah. I How have peace take with you to myself. Get there, though? I feel like <laughs> when I like started in this space too, it, I couldn't, I always went through like my depressive episode first when I was getting that type mm -hmm. of messages and I was mm -hmm. able to hop out. Were you at the, at any, at any point were you receiving them and not understanding how to even process them? Um, or were you like, all, cause I feel at the same time you were also gaining a lot at the same mm -hmm. time of getting this, like this right. hate it was kind so of going it, with each other. Well, there was, there was so much hate, but you know, there was so much love as well. Yeah. Mm. And I think that I had like a, just at the height of that drama, uh, situation, it was, was when it was really bad. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, it's not even really bad now, oh, like good. to be honest, mm -hmm. like I'll get a message here and there, but I'm just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. It literally doesn't even affect me. It's temp um, like it, yeah. things are temporary. temporary. It's very forward. temporary. Yeah. Um, but I think the way that I dealt with it was um, I had to just cr pull myself out of that hole, sit with mm -hmm. myself, realize that it's a phone, it's internet. It's, yeah. it's, you know, like I have mentioned to you before, but mm -hmm. people aren't really built to deal with this type of attention. No, you know, it's yeah. not natural. So I kind of like just grounded myself, 
my friends and family know me. I just continued mm-hmm. being the person that I know I am. And yeah. I, I started to try to share more on social media of who I am. Instead mm-hmm. of defending myself, I kind of just Leading decided by example. to, right, I kind yeah. of just decided to just be more open and learn mm-hmm. how to be more open, which was really difficult for yeah, me. Of course. Um, because I didn't know how mm-hmm. on social media, because it's in front of so many people. Yeah. I didn't know how to be myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I started kind of, you know, forcing myself to be more comfortable and, you know, say what I needed to say. And I got so much love back. And, yeah. and they just, you know, trying to get them to get to know me for me. Yeah. Which is very And it difficult. seems like it's been an evolution thing for you too, because mm-hmm. it's still fairly yeah. early on. And it takes some time to get used to it. Um, I'm definitely my love language. I don't know if you know lo- the love yes. languages. Mm-hmm. I am so like words of affirmation yes. is one of my yeah. number ones. Me too. Me too. So I think that like hateful words really hit me personally really strong Mm -hmm. even if it's just um like a small remark where someone thinks that it's like a joke and we're having fun right Mm -hmm. it really gets me deep so i see i think i see those on people anyone anytime i see it to anyone i'm Mm -hmm. like oh it's so hard because you like you were saying you don't know what that person's going through and some people might be able to handle it and some people might have someone managing their account where they don't have to look at it right um but you, even outside of social media and even outside of people of status, mm-hmm. your words like so totally have an impact on somebody. Yeah. I mean, when I was younger, I had an experience that happened kind of like within the last couple of years on Facebook where someone that I grew up with had reached out to me on Facebook and mentioned, you know, like there was a time where I was really, really struggling and everybody was really mean to me. And I know I was an asshole. Like I was mean to everyone, mm-hmm. but I was struggling with things at home and I, and I was struggling at school because people were mean. And I know I was never nice to you, but you were always nice to me. And like one day you were the reason that I didn't go. And like wow. end it for myself. And that was the most, and I mean, I don't even remember this day, right? But like that was the most impactful thing probably still to this day in my life. And so I think those people who are coming at you with this hate or anyone with this hate, mm-hmm. a lot of them are probably really troubled, yes. right? Yeah. And the people yes. who want to come back at it with hate, like it's not fixing anything. Right. So you yeah. being able to go back and be like, I hope this isn't who you are or just trying to ignore it. Like, it's a cry for help sometimes, I think, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's like, 100%. I feel like once you started posting about it, I noticed that like a, like a change in some of your content. I mean, I didn't follow you for that long, but when you started opening up about your mental health, it was like, you can just imagine how many people have been waiting for like a side of you to come out that they mm-hmm. haven't seen mm-hmm. yet. And like, like you said, like the love that poured in after that was something you haven't seen like, like on that level yet. Yeah. It's because you never like allowed yourself, but it's also right. a, such a scary place to be vulnerable with your yeah. mental health online, especially. Oh yeah. Okay. So you're being vulnerable online already, right? Like are you're you're getting um negative comments and stuff mm-hmm. without even doing that. Mm-hmm. And so you are aware that by opening up this other side of you, like this might happen. But the thing that's cool about that is now you're opening your fan base up and your followers up to people being able to follow you for more reasons than mm-hmm. just like, you know, the way that you look, but right. being able to follow you for who you are and right. being able to like actually have a platform that mm-hmm. makes you feel good um, and fulfilled at the end of the day. Right, right. Which which all comes down to you know, nothing about me. You know, it's about what I want to do for other people. I think that's why, you know, another reason I got very depressed when I was Mm -hmm. first exposed to social media because it kind of was a whirlwind. And I was very, very, very sad. And I didn't understand why. The people around me didn't understand why because they were like, oh, well, you Mm -hmm. have all of these 
you're like blowing up, like you mm-hmm. should be happy. And I, I just, I couldn't, I was so sad because yeah. I felt like, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. this is so mean, like meaningless. Right. Yeah. You know, like I had a career before where I mm-hmm. worked with people. I made them feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, you know, worked with them on their wedding day. I was a it was part about of them. Right. And, now and it's I about got you. to just like, I was yeah. so passionate about that. And then I went into this world where I didn't have to have a normal job. Mm-hmm. And my job was to wake up in a mansion, take pictures of myself, yeah. look at myself. It's probably really like, hard. Right. I mean, like, it seems like super, like, nice, right? Yeah. For, and everybody know, listening is probably like, like oh, oh what t- yeah. yeah. But, but, but it's, it's not like, yeah, it's, it's nice if you care about only those things in life. But, like, who does who, really? Right. Who really cares about? I you think, think you would, like, but then like you, there you just can't. It's almost with like every goal. I feel like everyone has in life, right? You you're reaching for this thing, you get it, and you're and most of the time you're not even that fulfilled. You want to go no. the next thing, and you mm-hmm. want to keep going. To the oh next thing. well, my, if you I know? had Such a lot a of point. followers, now I have a million, right? Yeah. Like not me, <laughs> but you're like if <laughs> yeah. I had a, a, a lot of followers, and then you get a million followers, and you're like, oh, but like if I had two million followers, and right. then you get two, and then it's yes. and. I think people, it's harder to relate, right? But it's the same as like, think about it. When same you first get it and you followers. have seven Never followers yeah. and then all of a sudden you get 10 and you feel cool, mm-hmm. right? And then you hit a hundred and you're like, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it, even at a small scale, I think people can relate, but they see it at such a big scale and mm-hmm. it's, there's a gap between where they may be and where you are. And that's right. where they're like, between the hundred followers that I have and the like three th- million that you have, there's a gap that makes you more valuable than me. Right. And, and I think and, and that's, that's not what I, true. That's, that's what didn't click to me, Yeah, I think. Mm. Because like, even though I had all of these rush of followers and all of this attention and all of this, blah, 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 I never felt any different. Like I yeah. never felt like, obviously it was exciting. It was like, oh my gosh, like, wow. I never thought mm-hmm. my life would take this turn. Like, mm-hmm. this is cool. You and know? did you feel like you were hoping to feel different? Like, oh, I was hoping that something would yeah, feel like different. Yeah, like I kind of like, I don't, it just was never like going back to what you said about it never being enough. Like it's never, either people struggle with it never being enough. But for me, it was just kind of like, okay, so what, what does this mean? Like, what does this mean? My, mm-hmm. per- I, I, it, it made me want to focus more on finding my purpose mm-hmm. yeah. and, and how I could be used for mm-hmm you know, the greater good. And I think mm-hmm. that in the beginning, I, I wasn't, I hadn't figured that out, yeah. that mm-hmm. that's why I was sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt guilty also mm-hmm. that I was upset right. because, yeah. you know, I thought about my family Because you're home. like, I should be grateful for yeah, this. Like, yeah, like I thought about my family at home. I thought about, you know, my best friend who she's out here with me now, but at the time she was still at home working her way through college and mm-hmm. struggling and, you know, going through what so many of us go through and yeah. you know that grind and and I was sitting here in a mansion like crying mm-hmm. and like I, I felt so guilty for that so I mm-hmm. also didn't talk about it with my family right. or friends because I felt like number one they can't relate to me and number mm-hmm. two I, I would never want to complain or have them right. worry about me because mm-hmm. I'm so far away I'm mm-hmm. from Louisiana so I'm you know across the country yeah from everyone I've ever known in my whole entire life so, yeah. yeah, somebody think- said something one time. Sorry, okay. do you want to? Do you want to go? Oh, okay. I can't remember who, where I first heard this, but I I try to remind myself of this all the time. Is that like you can't compare your struggles to other people's? Yes. Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah. Get out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't compare yourself your struggles to someone else's because yes, someone always has it worse and someone always has it better, no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you, I remember you, you could sit at the dinner table and and it was like, oh, well, there are people starving in this country. And 
Like, yes, there are. And that's so important. But like, we are going to make ourselves sick if we're always thinking about how much worse the circumstances could be. So we shouldn't be sad or how much better they could be. So we should, you know, like we have to meet ourselves where we're at. Mm -hmm. And if it hurts and it sucks, like it hurts and it sucks. You you should be able to validate your sadness at any level. Like any, it doesn't matter who you are. You like, if you are sad, like you have the right to be sad whenever, right. you know? Yeah, and that. it doesn't take away the fact that someone else has it harder. Yeah. It right. doesn't. But like, it's it's like, you can't just tell yourself, oh, well, don't don't be upset about that. Because mm-hmm. literally, like, take a take an awful situation. You can get, you know, sick with a, a, a disease that could take your life. And it's like, oh, but you could, could have died right. in the womb. Like yeah. there's, <laughs> there's always, there's like always the other, yeah. something. There's always a flip side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think it's important to, and, but like you're saying though, you have to know your audience of who to go to mm-hmm. because you complaining about like, oh, I have, you know, I'm sad because I feel like people don't know me now that I'm, now mm-hmm. that I'm like having this new found fame. Maybe that's not the person that you, maybe you don't want to talk about that with somebody who is struggling through something at a different point in their life. Maybe mm-hmm. that's something you'd go to a therapist for right. or like a friend in a similar situation. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think once I realized that it was okay mm-hmm. um, and, you know, my best friend and my close family members kind of realized that I needed to like work through something, mm-hmm. I just started like, I think I closed up. And then I realized there was an issue and I kind of was like, okay, I'm done like being sad. Mm -hmm. I'm done staying in this room. I'm done like wasting this opportunity that God has given me. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just started to face myself and try to fix what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that I'm in a really good place now. Yeah. Um, I think it's definitely like a constant like keeping yourself in check Mm -hmm. um, being in this type of industry. But I think it's really important to just like recently I've, you know, my relationship with God has gotten a lot stronger. And I think Mm -hmm. that that has helped me so much. That's really good. Um, Yeah. Because, you know, I was watching this sermon by C. Furtnick. I I don't want to say his name wrong, but he's absolutely incredible (laughs) Uh and his sermons just the first one that I watched, he discussed, you know, people in social media and how, you know, everybody wants to be famous, to be famous. And mm-hmm. it's just like, for what? Like, what mm-hmm. for your own self gain? Yeah. You know, no human being is really built to receive this type of attention. It's not yeah. natural. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely not good for your psyche. Or if somebody oh, might be yeah. on the borderline of something else or, yeah. or dealing with something mentally, like I, I can't imagine because mm-hmm. I've had a really difficult time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's so important for us to ask ourselves, how can we be used through this? Yeah. Instead of it just being about me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And the more that I've thought about God, like, please use me, like mm-hmm. help me help others. Yeah. And I think once I changed my mindset to that mindset was mm-hmm. where like peace came mm-hmm. and That's I cool. really had peace within because yeah. I was more connected to my purpose and and my I had that drive again mm-hmm. that I had before when I was helping other people mm-hmm. every day I had that drive of like okay I'm on a mission now yeah because God has given me this and I might not know why yet yeah but I know what's in my heart and I know what I'm trying to do and now mm-hmm. I, now it's just like you know being vague but you know so many opportunities are put just being out here, being in LA, having a platform, you know, mm-hmm. I'm able to have so many opportunities that I'm so blessed to have. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just in the process of kind of exploring those and figuring out my way. And I think yeah. that, you know, hopefully in five years from now, I can, mm-hmm. you know, look at my life and be proud of, yeah. Yeah. of what I'm doing instead of just mm-hmm. being another person on the internet that's just 
working for a brand and taking yeah. hot pictures like yeah you want I mean because this is this is a question we talk about a lot like when you die what do you want to be remembered for mm-hmm. and, and like what is that for you do you think wow um I think I, I think, know that was a curveball question yeah, so it's okay yeah. if you need to take but a second I think that's very important because mm-hmm. uh I think everything in life you know like none of the material None of the, oh, I won this or Mm -hmm. I had this video with this many views. Like when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to be thinking about that. Remember that time you got a million views on TikTok. Like, oh, like taking your last breath. Like, no, you're going to think about, you know, the memories and Mm -hmm. the moments with people and the lives you've changed. Right. The lives you've impacted. And Mm -hmm. I think for me, what I want to leave behind is I do hope to have children one day. And I think to try to leave a legacy behind of, of mm-hmm. kindness and of, you know, dealing with things in a healthy way and, yeah. and understanding that life is really about helping other people mm-hmm. and helping each mm-hmm. other. And, you know, yeah. we need each other. We do. We really do. Yeah. So true. Um, you know, and just focusing on the right things and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, that's a very hard question, but I think yeah. that what I yeah. want to leave behind is just hopefully the world a little bit better than, mm-hmm. you know, when I got there. Yeah. I think, you know, if we all try to make the world a better place, because I think, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, if I do this little thing, it's not going to make that big of a difference and this yeah. and that. And it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, like a million people doing one little thing makes a really big yeah. difference. Yeah. I mean, even one person doing one, right. it's the butterfly effect. And, and yeah. like yeah. you said about that person that you were kind to, like oh, those yeah. little things that you do, the right thing, mm-hmm. just it, just challenge yourself yeah. to do the right thing. When you see something and you're like, oh, I don't want to get up and do that, but uh, yeah. that'd be nice if I did that. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like in the moment, you know, like back to that thing, in the moment I wasn't thinking of personal gain, right? Right. And like, same thing. You see some, I feel like if you see someone getting made fun of or you Mm -hmm. see someone being hurt or you see, even if you don't see see the person getting hurt, but you see people or you hear of people or you talk to someone and you're aware that they're being hateful or hurtful or whatever, it's sometimes it's hard to like say something because you don't want to in like create conflict mm-hmm. right. that it's really important to say like Very to important. check people and put mm-hmm. them in their place because sometimes I think people don't realize what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a lot of like inability or people's inability to understand like what their actions can cause in other well, yeah. Yeah. their yeah. actions. It's yeah, an ignorance. Seriously. It's an sure. ignorance thing mm-hmm. for sure as well. Yeah. Whether it's a certain trigger word that someone's using mm-hmm. or like oh the way that they're speaking to somebody or talking about like a, a group or a type of a person, right? Yeah. It's I don't again, I don't think people realize it when they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean some people do. Right. But at the core, I think it's important that they get yeah put in place. I yeah. agree. I think that's like for anyone in your friend group, if you mm-hmm. love them enough you should be transparent with them and be like, yo, man, like the way you're talking, like this isn't it. Or like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, whatever that case is, mm-hmm. because if you're not going to do it, who's going to do it right. for them? And all you're doing is allowing them or like gaslighting them to being mm-hmm. these doing these bad traits. that ultimately right. Yeah. Are, right. Okay. I think it's super important to just be self-aware. I think yeah. mm-hmm. so many people, you know, in life and especially in L.A., you know, mm-hmm. it's a great place. I'm not going to be like, oh, I hate L.A. Like mm-hmm. there are great things about L.A. But yeah. a lot of people here, they're just so lost and, and they're not centered. They're not, you know, their self-awareness mm-hmm. is like off. They're just totally not self-aware. Well, I think a lot self-aware. of people come yeah. here with really big goals mm-hmm. and they get really very, yeah, they get yeah. very um, 
blinded mm-hmm. by trying to reach them that they can it's really easy it feels like a time warp sometimes uh right. getting lost in like the fight to get there because it's hard when you come out here it's hard and it's expensive mm-hmm. and there are so yeah. many people trying to do the same thing and i think people get desperate to get there because yeah, there's the so many shortcuts so too like right. you think yeah. about how many like people like there's shortcuts and anything in life right mm-hmm. and and especially la too you could you know get to point b if you just you know hopped around real quick like that yeah but ultimately it's not going to fulfill you emotionally mentally whatever it is yeah. you should be like exactly doing what is right mm-hmm. and i think that's like where the moral compass comes in yeah 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 like doing the right thing and kind of like getting lost in people i think out here because there is so much opportunity and our lives mm-hmm. are so saturated mm-hmm. i think that it's easy for people to get lost in that and forget about the things that really matter, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. because they just go through life and, the, and you know, you find yourself not talking to family. Oh, I haven't been home mm-hmm. in seven months. Oh, I haven't done this. I haven't checked this because you're so focused yeah. on like what you're doing yeah. that you're yeah. forgetting mm-hmm. that you're not even doing what really like what really makes you happy. And it's you hard know? if you're mm-hmm. surrounded by it, too. Right. It's hard to like check yourself. Right. But like kind of going back on on like your upbringing and where you come from and mm-hmm. stuff, we were sort of talking before we came in, mm-hmm. like out of the room about your upbringing. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I found I want I'd love to continue that conversation in here for people to hear, because I think a lot of people struggle with their upbringing. Mm-hmm. Right. And like as an adult, maybe some people don't bring it up as much, but as an adult is when you're actually starting to have to like really deal with the repercussions process of, of that, that and process mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and I'd really love if you're comfortable sharing some of that, because I think that is the biggest mm-hmm. thing that people could relate to you in. And it's not something that you would know by just looking at you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. I was raised in a broken family. Mm-hmm. So um that's like the term for it, but that sounds so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I my, So my parents were together since they were 12 years old. What? Yeah. And that's, uh, that's first really love. young. And then they got pregnant with me at 17. My mom oh, was 17. Wow. And then had me at 18. And it was like a shock. So I your mean, first child. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was like the first mm-hmm. child, first grandchild. Mm-hmm. It was a shock. Like, you know, my grandparents are very old fashioned. And it was, you know, mm-hmm. back then my mom was in high school and she had this big pregnant belly. And wow. it was like a whole like thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my parents got married after that. And then it didn't work out mm-hmm. um, just for reasons. They were both so young. I mean, they were yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and then my mom got into another marriage pretty much immediately after mm-hmm. And um, so I have a stepfather and um, then my dad ended up finishing school and then um, getting married. And so now I have my mom and my stepdad. I have a brother, a stepbrother that's 12 days younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Christian. And then oh, I wow. have a 15-year-old brother. And then on my um, mom, stepmom and dad, I have a five-year-old sister and a oh, nine-year-old wow, sister. they're young. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I kind of was always the oddball out. Mm-hmm. I never really Because you in. never felt like you belonged to like a whole family. Mm. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, my mom and I never had the same last name. She had another last oh, name. Wow. Yeah. So it was kind of always like, oh, so is this your like – it just yeah. was weird not having mm-hmm. the same name as my mom and just kind of like, you know, without getting into pointing fingers. But it was, it was rough for me. Yeah. I had a really rough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was very. How old were you when they 
when they separated yeah three or four okay do you so do you really remember them being together at all no Mm -hmm. no I I don't yeah and and my whole life there was a lot of tension um I think you know people can relate to that that might have um divorced parents but I think all of us in this room yeah Yeah. like my parents didn't talk growing Mm -hmm. up like they would Mm -hmm. here and there but there was a lot of tension because the the separation was very bad yeah and um you know mistakes were made and and I think that they definitely because they were young also so they were also learning while I was growing up right so my mom always likes to say she feels like she feels like we grew up together because you know even when I was growing up like my mom is not the same person that she was then yeah she's grown a lot from that experience um but yeah like my childhood was very it got to a really dark place like a really really dark dark place and I felt very alone and Mm -hmm the people that were supposed to be the ones protecting me were the people that were hurting me. Did you have like a go-to person or someone that... So my grandparents, I was very close to my grandparents growing up, I think, because, you know, I was my mom's parents. I'm close to my other grandparents too, but especially them. Mm -hmm. I think that we just had a special bond because Mm -hmm. I was like the first grandchild and, you know, just kind of the way everything happened. And then it was like when I was born, it was like, they were just like, okay, like Mm -hmm. we... how. How this could is, we? Yeah, this is this a gift. Is meant to be, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, but it was very hard. And so my grandparents, I gravitated towards them. So when I was 13, I moved in with them. Oh, okay. Oh. So I, and was that helpful? Like, yes. Yeah. And before uh, that was, were you having custody split between? Yeah. Parents? So I would, I would go to my dad's on the weekend. So I lived with my mom and my stepdad and that had a very like bad ending um so I couldn't live there anymore Mm -hmm. um and then I ended up going and moving in with my dad which me and my dad have been close like my whole life yeah like we were always close I just Mm -hmm. never lived with him um but he was always there and Mm -hmm. I think I moved in with him and his wife at the time um Christy my stepmom love her Mm -hmm. great person uh but you know she she was very young as well and and Mm -hmm. I think like they had their new marriage and, and yeah. my new sister. They just had a baby. And then this like 13-year-old kid randomly moved in. Yeah. And it was just kind of like. Like a visitor in this family's uh, house. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. And then when I got there, it was like my dad was, um, she was in law school. Mm-hmm. And my dad was also finishing school. Um, and, you know, they weren't, they were still building their careers. So they didn't at that time make very much money. And so when I moved in, um, my cousin Tommy was actually living with my father in the room mm-hmm. that I would stay in. So I didn't have a bedroom for like oh. an entire year. Like I lived on yeah. a couch. That's really for an entire year. Too, and then you don't feel like you have a space super- to belong. Oh, it was yeah. it was yeah. like so um which which I think nobody like that's kind of crazy because no one even knows that about me. I didn't even mm-hmm. remember it until just now. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. We block things out. Not yeah, having a room, which so many kids, so many people experience. Right. constantly mm-hmm. um yeah was there are a lot insane. of people who deal with that right but it like, was like you i didn't have a place to like be and how old like, are you at this point i was 13 so you're like i mean at that age you're you're like going through becoming a like a little yeah. woman and you're like living in mm-hmm. this like that's really hard to not have your own space yeah. to privacy. feel things in yeah. privacy i had just switched so in the middle of my freshman year was when i switched and i switched from the high school, all the people I grew up with mm-hmm. to this other town uh, called Pearl oh, River. Wow. So and you were switching homes and schools. Yeah, and, so I to uh-huh. knew no one, knew nobody, wow. didn't want to leave my other school, was already depressed about that. 
Did you stay in contact with friends and stuff? Yeah, only only really one. Like mm-hmm. my best friend Sophia, we're we're still best friends to this day. Mm-hmm. She, she just moved out here with me. Like okay. that's my best friend. We that's stayed cool. in contact, but that's pretty much it. So yeah, like during that time of my life, I mean it it was dark. I mean like mm-hmm. it was, uh, but for some reason I I just stayed positive. Yeah, and I kind of like didn't really let it like define me. Yeah, um, I definitely had sad times. I definitely had you know, struggles from that. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think really what I, so, so after that, I I moved in with my grandparents basically. Like I, I I, I kept going over there because it was close to my dad's Mm -hmm. and I would always kind of go over there after school and then it kind of turned into, and then I eventually got my room at my dad's. So it's Mm -hmm. not like, it wasn't anything out of his control. My dad's great. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's always been there for me. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, I needed that like motherly like he's my dad like that's my like homie he's Mm -hmm. the best he is loving but like Mm -hmm. I needed that motherly like yeah you know connection and and so I ended up kind of moving in with my grandparents and my dad was kind of sad about that because he's like well you don't want to stay like what am I and I was like it's it's nothing personal I just feel more comfortable with my grandparents and so I ended up moving in with my grandparents and um I think I also felt guilt yeah. Because I felt like, okay, they already raised their kids. I don't want to be a burden. And did I, you feel guilt sort of also because your dad was Yeah, yeah. like yeah. I felt guilt because of that. But he understood. And I and I think I also it was it wasn't anything wrong. It was just I felt out of place. I did not mm-hmm. feel like I belonged anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just it was a, it was an odd feeling. I can definitely relate a little bit in um in a similar way. Like my my parents were also divorced and my mom remarried and I lived primarily with them and they had kid they had two kids afterwards and my older brother had ended up going and moving in with my dad and so I was there's something um like my mom would always say they're not your half siblings like mm-hmm. they're not half of a person they're a whole person right. they're your yeah, whole yeah, sibling yeah. even though they were technically by blood like half siblings right. I didn't like to say that either yeah so yeah. she would say so, but and she would treat us all the same but for some reason for me there was this feeling of like I like you were saying I was the oddball out mm-hmm. I was the one that like didn't belong didn't fit it didn't belong I wasn't both of their kids right. and so I felt like there was unfair treatment and and things like that in certain ways. And it really did affect me as well. Yeah. And a similar thing, like I also had a wonderful dad and I would go to his house. And at the same time, like my little brother and my big brother lived with him full time and I'd go over there and I also didn't have room. So mm-hmm. there was just like this weird feeling right. of like, yes, I'm loved in all these locations, but internally my self, I'm, I'm feeling like I don't have a place where I feel like is is a place for me to belong. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think at the time, I don't think I recognized that though. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. I feel like you did. Yeah, At I the did. time I didn't. And as an adult, I see now like how it affected me in mm-hmm. other ways. Um, but I'm happy that you had your grandparents to be yeah. able to like Yeah, that's so find And I, I think in. it ended up being a drive for me. It ended up being a positive thing because when I lived with them, I think I felt um, guilty, like I said, because mm-hmm. I felt like they already raised their children and I didn't ever yeah. want to be a burden. So it made me work that much harder yeah. because I, mm-hmm. I, I am kind of like a procrastinator, like, yeah. especially in high school, like I was always late. Like I was always, oh, really? yeah. yeah. Like I went to school with like a bun in my hair. Like I really didn't care like uh-huh. about how I looked or whatever. Uh, but that really put like fire under me. And that's why I was like, okay, well, you know what? Like I'm going to work my ass off. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work. Uh, I worked at Texas Roadhouse. I was a server. For and, how long? Uh, for like, I think I was a server for maybe like a 
year and a half or something. Mm -hmm. I was mainly serving when I was paying my way through school. Okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, and then I decided to go to beauty school and I just grinded. Mm -hmm. I grinded it out and I just made sure that, you know, my grandparents, I wanted them to be proud of me and I Mm -hmm. wanted them to not have to ever go out of their way for me. So I just was completely self-sufficient and I had that like safe haven. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, and then- It feels really good when you earn it for yourself. It's like the fight or flight mentality is so awesome because you can can be a victim to your life, right? Mm -hmm. You can see these things that happened to you growing up and you could have gone the other way and been like, well, shitty circumstances, so I'm not really going to try and I'll do this and maybe we'll get into this. And you did the opposite. Mm-hmm. And that's like mm-hmm. such an awesome thing that like yeah. you should really, really like be proud of because yeah. it's very easy to go the other way. And it's so like I could have easily been that kid. Like I could have easily gone down that path because, mm-hmm. you know, like I had without saying who, but like I had literally people like praying on my downfall. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, well, your brother's college is getting paid for. But uh, good luck. Like, yes, you get good luck working at McDonald's. Like, Mm -hmm. good. Let's see what you do. So it kind of was just like, bro, like, why do you want me to fail so bad? Like, and some people will take that. I'm blocking that negative energy out. And I didn't even, Mm -hmm. like, I think it's important. I I didn't even want, I didn't even have any any negative feelings towards that person that was wishing that towards me. I just was like, you know what? What? I'm going to do what's best for me. And I'll be damned if I don't become something. Yeah. Yeah. And I just kind of like, I just didn't. I, 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 I was like, screw being sad. I'm just going to, you know, like we talked about before a little bit, mm-hmm. but I was just kind of like, you know, there's always worse mm-hmm. and I'm just going to make the best out of the position that I'm in mm-hmm. and work hard and go to school and make pay my way forward. Because yeah, exactly. so, if you work hard now, then it'll pay off later. And I just kind of got through that year of cosmetology school it was the hardest year of my entire life. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Like I didn't have a day off for like six months. Wow. And I had like a complete nervous breakdown at work. And my oh, boss really? was like, you have to go home. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I n- never experienced anything like that. But Just I guess like I was burnt out. I was so burnt out. I was yeah. so stressed out. And I was just at work and like, I wouldn't even, t- I'm normally always talking. Like, even if I'm going through something, I, I'm usually pretty chipper, but mm-hmm. I was just in my, I was over it. Like yeah. I was just spent. like working a lot and yes, then going and just mm-hmm. talking to people and, you know, being in the position of like, I went to hair school and, oh, the the way that that school was ran was so negative. It was so hateful. And I went to school with, you know, a lot of women, all different ages and all different walks of life. And, you know, it was very negative Was it kind of a toxic environment? It was very toxic. Mm -hmm. And then I would go to serving, which was like, you know. (laughs) That's not a fun thing. I had a lot of fun fun with it. Like (laughs) I had a lot of customers that like I had regulars and, of course, you know, I always love to see the good in people. But mm-hmm. then, of course, you know, there'd be people that would be like screaming at me because I forgot a ranch or doing this. And yeah. I was just tired of being treated like just shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, when like I was a server, I feel me. like it feels literally like people, sometimes people just see you as a transaction. Yes. Yeah. Like, and and I, it, go, I would get like offended. I was server when I was in college for mm-hmm. a year and a half, too. And like, if, even if someone, like didn't even tip me that well or wrote like a comment on the receipt like i would literally be yes. thinking about that the entire rest of my shift or yes. when i got home or they take they take yeah. out what i recognize is they literally will take out i'm not saying everybody but it happens a lot yeah. right people take out all their aggressions on the server whether it's about the business mm-hmm. or the food or whatever you're like dude i literally like, i didn't I'm just make here it to, i don't, like try yeah. to eat i just yeah, need, they're like, like their like, whole dude. day aggressions out yeah. On yeah and then they won't tip you because oh well the burger didn't come back the right way and you're mm-hmm. like did i 
flip the burger. Like, yeah, exactly. But also and then at you the know, same time, but... like I'm trying to make a living. And do you think I make a lot of money here? Like, mm. do you think this is what I want to be yeah, doing? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I think especially those types of situations at the beginning, like say someone fucks up, like at the beginning mm. of the, the uh, interaction when, you, when you're with this, um, this customer, the entire rest of oh. the hour or two, you you are just like in this <laughs> disgusting limbo of yeah. them yeah. just like, you know. Picking uh, at you picking and you just have you. to be yeah. nice and hopefully that they tip. Like I, I honestly think I'm like getting, I'm giggly but right now because I'm happy that we can all relate in yeah. this because I think that being a server is something everyone should have to do oh at my, some point in their oh lives. Yes. I have said that. I will make sure that my kids work as a server. You have yeah. like working in, in the, the service, service industry. industry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Because 100%. not only do you nine times out of 10 not get treated that well mm-hmm. by the establishment, you're not making that much. You're working on your feet, hard, long hours to, you know, barely get by. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you make good money, but like you're selling your soul for it right. most of the yeah. time. Yeah, it's hard. People treat you like a transaction they treat you it's it's it is a really hard yeah. thing to yeah, do so is. i have so much right but i'm yeah, so grateful too. for the experience yeah. because it it built me yeah. like it, it built me like i'm mm-hmm. i'm so grateful like even just all the childhood stuff we we're talking about like it's hard for me to like almost even talk about it in a negative light mm-hmm. because i've healed so much from that and i've really taken the experiences and been like thank you god mm-hmm. for blessing me mm-hmm. with going through these things because it taught me not only what matters in life, but how to treat other people. Yeah. yeah. Because I know what it feels like to be treated like nobody gives a fuck how I feel. Yeah. yeah. My whole my whole life, like nobody gave a fuck how I felt. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's why I, re- I care so much about what other people feel. Mm-hmm. So I'm very delicate with the way that I approach things because I know what that feels like. And so I only want to really uplift hard people. When you feel yeah. misunderstood through the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, because your intentions are so pure. It's mm-hmm. rough. Yeah. yeah. It's it's rough because, you know, it's just like, dude, I'm just like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's what I just want to say. Like, yeah, even and when like I, maybe not right now, maybe like my current circumstances aren't the right. same as yours, but like deep down inside. I mean, and that's the thing yeah. that's hard too. Like inside, we are all like organs mm-hmm. and tissue. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We yeah. might have, we might put like really fan, like people might put really fancy lotion on their skin and yeah. they might like drive and all that stuff might be different. But like inside, mm-hmm. we all, right. well, I was just going to say we all have a spleen, but you know, some people might we not. Might so spleen. I'm not going to say that. But no, I think, not gonna be I, think it's, here. I think it's, <laughs> I'm dying. I think it's important because like, you know, even though we might not be in the same position now, I think it is like I am the same as you. So if mm-hmm. I, you see where I'm at, Mm-hmm. Like you can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like if you think what I do is cool, like what's your dream? Mm-hmm. Cause you can go do it. Like the yeah. only thing stopping you from doing what you want is you telling yourself you can't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're always because like your biggest roadblock. I, I feel like there's so many opportunities in life, you know, cause I think, you know, back about, you know, people at home that might be still doing the same thing or still kind of stuck in that cycle of wanting more, mm-hmm. but they don't know how. Um, yeah. Because, you know, 
that's also how you grew up. You know, oh, mm-hmm. you can't do this because of this or 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 you can't. Oh, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like you believe you can't. It's just like the world. I think moving it's out here, so I realize how yeah. big the world is and there's so much opportunity and there's so much to, life to live. Yeah, yeah the you way know? I like to look at it, I don't know about you guys, but I am like a big credit watcher at the end of the movies have been my whole life. Really? Oh, always. My parents, everybody be like, okay, let's go. And I'm like, no, I'm watching the credits. Yeah, I want to see I wanna, who moved I, that I, chair. I, I want to <laughs> know who moved the chair. But I, I always try to look at it like this, right? When you feel that there's like a glass ceiling or whatever, mm-hmm. you look at that freaking credit list and look at how many people worked on that one movie that took an hour and 30 minutes for you to watch. How many people, how many jobs, like the random little things that mm-hmm. you, if you don't know the world of film, do you know that somebody was like a location scout or do you know that right. somebody would like every little thing that goes into a film. Think about that on a massive scale. There are so many jobs that growing up as a kid, you don't even know exist. So many opportunities you don't know exist. You know, firefighter, garbage truck, Mm -hmm. uh, artist, music, like musician, actor. You think that like there's a very like limited amount of them too. There's like, 10 spots of each you know what right. i mean like you're like if you're not in these amount then like there's no chance for you and i yeah, think and some I, are more competitive but there right. are a lot of opportunity but there's right. room like yeah yeah i, I think, think what room. it comes down to it like to not portray it wrong because you know people might think oh well i'm not in the position to go and follow my dreams right now for sure i think a lot of it is about your mindset mm-hmm. and about like w- working and being goal oriented and kind of just like staying positive mm-hmm. and staying focused on what you want and just keep pushing and going through yeah. the motions and doing the best you can and yeah. being the best person you can be mm-hmm. and always trying to be a light to others and uh-huh. things will just come yeah. like your path will come yeah. and yeah you know some what I people, mean like so whatever true. your yeah. purpose is whatever that is like you just have to find it totally you know, and you will you just have to trust the process and trust sometimes yourself. it comes yeah. earlier for people right. sometimes yeah exactly it i think that's also part of the struggle is yeah, you see someone get it really early on right and it's obviously super frustrating mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but the reality is if you go through like that process and you deal with these emotions yeah. and you go through it, it the grass is going to be so much greener right. than on the other side if you a lot of times it, the struggle is a blessing mm-hmm. oh for sure oh, like for if sure. it's a blessing and it makes you grateful and humble and and also kind of back on what you were saying about like some people might not be in the position right Mm -hmm. now I think that's really important to acknowledge Mm -hmm. because everybody's circumstances are different right right? and like some people um have a lot more opportunity depending on like their circumstances but there's this exercise in a book that I love the artist's way Mm -hmm. there's an exercise that they have you do where it says like you make a list of I think it's like a list of 25 dream jobs that you would do if like the world was at your disposal and you could do anything Mm -hmm. and then they take that list and it's like say one of your dream jobs is to be a drummer you might not be able to like be a drummer tomorrow but you can like go play rock band right Right. or like I want to be Picasso but like I can't be Picasso right now could I go get a canvas and and paint this week or like you know just looking at this list of dream jobs that Mm -hmm. you would love to do. And if your circumstances don't line up to that, you can still get fulfillment by doing something actionable that like, why do you want to be a drummer? Because you think drumming is fun or like then, Mm. then go get some pots and pans in your kitchen and like drum for a little bit. Right. You don't have to have a huge following to like feel the fulfillment of that thing that you want to do. Right. Yeah. I agree. I think once something she said a second ago that I want to touch on too, is that, you know, the, 
the concept of struggle and how mm-hmm. it makes you like want it more. And you don't really think about the flip side of people who, you know, have it all. Mm-hmm. Like I, I saw this podcast recently that David Dobrik just did mm-hmm. where he's like, I'm so glad I struggled growing up because if I was given $10,000 a month for whatever, yeah. I would not have the desire to work at all. Like yeah. I would have no motive after totally. high school or whatever it is mm-hmm. to, to grind. Like it's the struggle makes you so want it so much more. True. Like if you didn't have it, this, what are you looking, what, what are you searching for? Like the goal right. always is to become successful and, and make, you know, and whether it's yeah. mentally, physically, whatever the kind of, kind of success you define it as. But if you don't have, anything that's like pushing you or driving you to yeah. get something. Yeah. And it feels tough. good to be able to have ownership over yeah. that, to be like, I did this. Not, right. I wasn't given, not, and there's nothing wrong with this, but right, like, I course. wasn't given this car. I freaking, I bought this car. I right. paid this right. car off. Mm. I went and got the oil. Right. Like those little things, those yeah, little I think, wins, right? I, yeah. I think that it's, you know, like you said, it's not people that have are very fortunate. It's not their fault. Course, no, it's yeah. definitely not mm-hmm. that. But yeah. what I find is, you know, I'm thinking of this one specific person, but it's just like what you said is so crazy because it's so true because then when those people that haven't maybe experienced working a job, mm-hmm. they never experienced being told no, they never experienced mm-hmm. driving a car, they never experienced mm-hmm. – uh, and then they get – flushed with all of this either they always had it or they just like rose into all of this and it's like you can go anywhere buy anything mm-hmm. talk to anyone like do anything you want it's just like their their um uh excitement what's the word i'm looking for like their like the shock value yeah. Yeah. is 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 fucked mm-hmm. yeah like they they don't understand the before so they don't have anything to compare it to well that's like they don't the, have those yeah. dark times of like exactly. struggle and working and wiping the and doing all that to be like oh my gosh i'm so grateful for this they just like yeah. have it and they they just think that that's what life is like and they don't understand why they feel so empty inside and they don't know how to navigate mm-hmm. through it yeah which so, is and that's so like true. such what you're saying too is so full circle right because uh, you know, we had we had a, like a, a professional who came in here recently um, and we talked all about how like everyone is everyone has trauma. Everyone struggles. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's easy when you are the person who's looking at things with a sense of lack mm-hmm. to see people who have fulfillment and mm-hmm. what it is that you feel like you're lacking mm-hmm. and think that they have everything. Right. And there's some there's a sense in like the person who has everything mm-hmm. seemingly who might be lacking, whether it's in a relationship or this experiences. Or that. Right. Experience. Like experiences. And I think like that's something that I'm I've definitely um from this certain individual I'm thinking of, but like, oh my gosh, they struggle so much with that. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not their fault. No, it's not their fault, but they're craving yeah. that, t- the understanding of yeah. understanding mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And they understand that they'll never be able to understand that. So I think people that might be in that position, I think the only thing, advice that I could give is just becoming the most self-aware you possibly yeah. can. And just and in talk, general, I think yeah, it's and important. just and yeah. just being self-aware and just trying to understand, you know, like the the contrast between things mm-hmm. and just constantly thinking Check about yourself. how grateful yeah. you are and and, and and ground yourself and, mm-hmm. and keep yourself present. Mm-hmm. Um and by self-aware, like you're talking about the self the importance of self-awareness a lot. Yeah. Like what do you mean by that? Self-aware, I think, you know, I guess that's broad, but mm-hmm. self-awareness as in like the ability to face yourself Mm -hmm. and 
the ability to put yourself fully in someone else's shoes mm-hmm. and when you're doing something wrong. Like the ability to, to basically yourself. pick yourself apart. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and challenge yourself like to be the best person you can be. Mm-hmm. Because you yeah. can do it. A lot mm-hmm. of people just just they know what they're supposed to be doing but they're just like eh, well they don't want to they don't want to uh, see whatever yeah. uh, whatever yeah. oh like whatever yeah. oh i'm gonna just do this because does that really matter it's like just be the best person you can be and care about other mm-hmm. people's just being aware being aware mm-hmm. self-aware of yourself and your feelings and other people around you yeah because mm-hmm. it's something i mean like it's something i'm constantly always ever evolving to do right to right. become more and more self-aware mm-hmm. and i think for me like self-awareness to me is being able to give myself constructive criticism Mm -hmm. without being like, oh, you're terrible because you did this wrong. But being able to like learn from my mistakes and move forward and like Mm -hmm. learn from my downfalls, but also being able to like allow myself to give myself praise when I need to and also to meet myself where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Like if I'm feeling sad, being aware, hey, this is sadness and like I'm going to feel it. Right. Not not being like, I think that's important in self-awareness, being able to like recognize where you're at and like not be hard on yourself like use it for use it as like oh what great information now i know moving forward what i need to do but rap but not just like attacking yourself yeah Yeah. and i i think it's that reminded me i think it's also i said it in one of those stories but i think it's important to realize that a lot of times when you're in the middle of a struggle or you're in the middle of like a pit Mm -hmm. you never know why you're going through that it might make sense mm-hmm. later like you went through that dark time a year from now you're going to look back and be like oh yeah. my gosh like I grew from that you might meet somebody that's going through a dark time currently and mm-hmm. you went through something similar and if you would have never gone through what you went through you would yeah. never be able to be there for this person and yeah. help them in the right, right. in the right so way true. and understand yeah. so, because so that's true. all yeah. people want is like to feel understood and to have mm-hmm. that understanding God, it is right and, yeah, yeah it's and, so and, true. Goal, right? and I can't tell yeah. you how many times like all the just messed up stuff that happened to me growing mm-hmm. up it's like there's been so many times in my life where I was able to um help other people mm-hmm. going through something um and be able to kind of like explain what they're feeling and they're like yeah yeah like that and mm-hmm. and help them and yeah, so it's like yeah. anything that I went through like I'm glad like I'll do it all over again mm-hmm. if it means that I can help people grow yeah awesome. or I think the most the most amazing feeling in the world is to feel seen heard Mm -hmm. and like feel in something with someone right Right. even just right now i don't know i feel like there's a little bit of an energy in here that like some of the stuff maybe we haven't even spoken about i am aware just from knowing you and and like knowing my experiences and stuff there's definitely things that i think we all have very much in common right Mm -hmm. some of which we've spoken about maybe some of which we haven't and Mm -hmm. when you feel that understanding with somebody um that's like the human condition Mm -hmm. right being able to sit in an energy with somebody and feel connected right like and that's something you can't get through the internet right and being able to be that person that when you were going through that, that you wish you had mm-hmm. that the per- yeah. that that's what I strive to be, try to be for really anyone, but especially my close people or anyone that I can help go through something. I try to be exactly what I would have needed yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because Someone like, to like see you and tell you that. Yeah. Like, like you, mm-hmm. you're so important and you matter and, mm-hmm. and you can like get through this. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and it's all about your mindset. Your mind is so mm-hmm. powerful uh, and, and mm-hmm. people forget that because they get lost in it. But mm-hmm. your mindset is so powerful and it controls yeah. so much in your life. Mm-hmm. Like with manifesting and just speaking what you speak. If yeah. you constantly are saying, I can't do this. I can't do this. Yeah, you're this speaking sucks. that into this existence. Yeah. This sucks. Then yeah. everything's going to suck. 
Yeah, but Jordan, you, one of my, I th- you know, Jordan too, like yeah. uh, one of my managers who we do a lot of stuff with, make sure your friends are okay with. Every morning when he pulls up to the house to start meetings, I'll walk outside to his car and he'll have a full menis- manifestation like thing going in his car. He's like, I am this. And I'll, oh, hear, I I'll like that. walk outside, I'll see him like sitting before he goes inside uh-huh. to talk to everyone. He does mm-hmm. this and he doesn't tell anyone he does it. And, <laughs> and now everyone knows. <laughs> now everyone knows. I'm really sorry, Jordan. <laughs> um, but sometimes I'll hop in the car with him in the morning and I'll just, and like, do it. just do it. And it's, it literally like boosts uh-huh. like your serotonin mm-hmm. like you're viewing yourself better like by yeah. verbally saying things like i am value like i am valuable to the mm-hmm. world or like, things like that as you know we are firm believers in breaking down stigmas and asking for help during these challenging times counseling can be a saving grace better help is an e-counseling platform that works to make professional counseling accessible affordable and convenient so anyone struggling with life's challenges can get help anytime anywhere They have three types of counseling, individual, couples, and teens. BetterHelp is offering MizzyFow listeners a seven-day free trial and 10% off your first month when you sign up at betterhelp.com slash MizzyFow. Remember, you're not alone. Did you ever watch Hannah Montana growing up? Of course. Okay, so if you had a double life, right, kind of Mm -hmm. like Miley and Hannah, Mm -hmm. like Hannah Montana, what would your other life be? Probably like get a house in a neighborhood with a lot of land and just yeah. kind of like would do you the do cosmetology? Thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. do cosmetology. I I miss doing that actually. I love I miss that. like the people. Yeah. I miss the clients. I miss like the whole experience working with weddings was Do you think you'd so ever amazing. do it again or probably not. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Probably not. So then on that same note, like what's next for you? Now now you've made this like a big shift from cosmetology mm-hmm. to Instagram and like now what? Where would where do you want to be next? So I think that's what I'm figuring out now. Uh Um, I think that I definitely am grateful for the platform that I have and I'm grateful for the experiences that I've had so far. But I definitely want to, you know, like I said, move into something that's more impactful, something that's Mm -hmm. more me. So I think what I'm doing now is kind of working on changing – making my image more me mm-hmm. and also like i've been working on music but yes. i've never really publicly said that before whoa my it's amazing yeah. it's amazing oh you heard i heard a little sneak peek last time i'm sorry that like i heard it singing? but yeah amazing voice like, so did you grow up singing yeah like my whole life my whole life i grew up singing. okay why are we almost done with the interview and this is just not coming because up? because i ooh, i'm like scared to come you know, I think I'm waiting for like the right time. I'm not rushing myself mm-hmm. because I'm I'm still perfecting like my sound and really mm-hmm. like getting into it. But I think there's like also a fear because there's like a stigma on people that do social media. It's kind of like, oh, you're doing music. Oh, they're doing music. So yeah. mm-hmm. I've been kind of like trying to like block out that fear because it's something that yeah. I'm actually really passionate about and something that really means a lot to me. And mm-hmm. I kind of always told myself my whole life, like I, if you would have asked me like when I was a kid, what do you want to be when you grow mm-hmm. up? I would have said a singer. Really? Okay. So and you're doing that. Yeah. Like yeah. you're working towards your, like your childhood dream here. Yeah. And so I think, cool. I think so much of me is like a, a real, like realistic. Mm-hmm. So I think I went through life kind of like just doing what I thought I was supposed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? To So Instagram kind of essentially like if it had a purpose in your life, it was maybe just to show you. I think maybe just a tool to get me to where I'm really going. Yeah. Cool. And to show you that like anything is possible. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And and I think I always told myself, I, I don't know, like I'm, I'm not, I don't really push things. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I really trust the process of life mm-hmm. and I only mm-hmm. want what is meant for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't really like 
force anything. Yeah. Like same with the followers. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I never thought I would ever even have more than 2000 followers mm-hmm. in my hometown. Like yeah. I never thought I'd make it this far. So yeah. if I never mm-hmm. make it any further, okay, I'm yeah. still grateful. Like, yeah. thank you, God. I, I mm-hmm. want whatever is meant for me. Mm-hmm. So I kind of always told myself that with music, I was just kind of like, oh, well, if I'm supposed to do music, then yeah. life will lead Manifest me there. And it literally it. happened. Yeah. That's cool. Like it literally just randomly happened. And then before I knew it, I had all these people that were involved in music in my life. And then I was making things and then they were like, oh, well, let's make more. Like let's die. And then it's Yay. just kind of like now I do music. So Good. it's just that like- That makes yeah. me happy. Well, I'm excited to like hear that once it's ready. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a blessing like to be able to create it. It's amazing. I feel honored that we, that you shared that with us. Yeah, yeah I'm too. like nervous because like so. nobody even knows that, but. But they're going to eventually have to know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay, this is one of our favorite questions. Uh, so the, if you could give yourself advice that you need to hear right now, like if you were someone else giving yourself the advice that you needed to hear right now, um, right now for you where i'm at where right you're now. at in mm-hmm. your life right now what advice do you need to hear right now because the idea behind this it's, question is that like so often we actually have the the answers you it's know? interesting because like just thinking about it it's what i tell myself every day mm-hmm. honestly yeah. you just like, need to keep hearing it what is I, the- I, I tell myself every like i know you know because i think i think what's interesting about the position that a lot of people in social media or, you know, might be in a similar position as me um, think about is it's hard sometimes. A lot of people get frozen because, you know, when you're in a kind of a more ironed out career, like when I was a cosmetologist, like I knew what I was doing. I got up. I went to work. I had a schedule. I did what was Mm -hmm. on the schedule. I made it happen. I left. Mm -hmm. That's it. With this, it's kind of like, you have such a open, like yeah. broad, like you just have Each all these opportunities and it's yeah. kind of like, where do you, it, it's hard to like navigate, navigate. that. Mm-hmm. So I think for me, um, what I tell myself, what I would tell myself right now is to just stay positive, mm-hmm. um, you know, stay focused on your goals, stay focused on wanting to help others and, you know, to not let anything negative or anything on the outside crush my yeah. spirit yeah you know because mm-hmm. it's good. it's easy to let things whether it be a mm-hmm. comment whether mm-hmm. it be people in your life whether it be just you know the pressure of whatever it is yeah. you know waking up yeah. and feeling like oh i look ugly today the pressure like, of the world yeah know, like, like being anyone. easy on myself mm-hmm. and you know yeah. that's what I, I try to do too like if i wake up one day and i and i like oh it's like i realize no you look fine it's just on social media our job is to constantly take pictures. We're constantly looking at ourselves, mm-hmm. picking ourselves apart. You know, I have to like be like, dude, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Like eat whatever you want, do whatever you want, mm-hmm. be happy, live your life. And like the rest will like, come. Focus on what's actually Yeah, important. like focus on yeah, what yeah. Actu- what's actually important mm-hmm. and stay on that goal. That's probably what I would tell myself, That's which cool. is what I tell myself I like every that. day. I kind of want to know, yeah. I just, just because I'm feeling it. Hunter, Okay. what do you want? It? What, what advice do you have right now that you need to hear? Um, what advice do I need to hear right now? I mean, that's a tough one because I feel like right now I'm in such a, like a weird, I feel like I'm in a great place. Mm-hmm. So I think just like knowing that this time that I'm in right now mentally, um, it kind of sounds like I'm thinking of taking it negatively, but I think right now where I'm in mentally isn't going to be forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to understand that and be okay with knowing that 
you know, things are going to change, even though things might be great in my life right now, there's mm-hmm. going to be some, some like sadness and yeah. whatever else it is. Um, and learning how to accept it in my life. Like better. as it comes. In. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's like, good advice. To accept yeah. That kind of stuff. What about like you? That? Oh, that's, I mean, I have to kind of think about that one actually, cause I didn't expect, I, 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 knew, <laughs> I guess I knew it would end up coming back to me. Um, I think I've been in a really weird transition phase of my life, like mm-hmm. recently. And, um, I definitely have had like, I feel like my, my lows have been, have felt like more magnified than ever recently. Mm-hmm. And I just have to remind myself, like, this is a transitional mm-hmm. phase, you know? Mm-hmm. And that again, like everything is temporary and, the most important thing that I've been trying to remind myself lately is like the the little, this sounds silly, but it's important. The little things like make sure you get enough sleep, Mm -hmm. make sure you're drinking enough water, Mm -hmm. make sure that like you are doing the things you need to function as a human being. Because I have, I feel like I have no control over all of the other things that are happening in my life right now. So focus on what you can control. And like that is eating every meal, eating it on time, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, like speaking, you're like, I'm going to drink some water right yeah, now, right. speaking kind to myself, those kinds of things to, to, because I can't control the circumstances that I'm in mm-hmm. and I can control how I get through them. Yeah. Right. And so I can make it worse. Uh, and it's really hard. Like when yeah, you're in a low place, it's really hard to remember to do like the most basic human things, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's also like the only reason and the only way that like you're going to be able to get through it right in like a um positive way. in a positive yeah, way it's all yeah. in your mind yeah, yeah. It's all in so your i mind. think i would just say like know that you're in a transitional phase and like keep keep doing pushing. what you can keep do trucking. To, yeah to just like it. stay on Good. eat your food and yeah. drink your water yeah. and sleep it's like <laughs> not <"Hello."> that hard <laughs> not things that, that come hard. naturally but like and love yourself easily forget. and love yourself and love yourself like wherever you're at you know i think we all like the position that I'm in right now, you're, you've been in and like you've been in and the position that you're in, like you're in a high, like everybody feels things at different points Mm -hmm. in time. And sometimes you're at the same as someone else. And it's really hard when you're in one position and the people around you are in a different one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No matter if it's like a high and everybody's at a low or vice versa. So I think, yeah, yeah, you just have to remember Mm -hmm. to like love yourself where you're at. And I think it's so important to remember that a lot of times like a transition or like a hard time where you're confused, like, Mm -hmm that means something better is coming. That means yeah. you're transitioning into something. So that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Like that, like you said, it's temporary. It's not going to be forever. And Oh, I'm so excited for what is coming. Yeah, like, whatever it is. Great things are coming. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah. want to wrap it up with our, yeah, our favorite is, last question. Our favorite last question. Okay. So everybody will go around and say one way um, that you can make sure that your friends are okay. So to the people who are listening, we're giving them one bit of advice on a way that they can make sure that their friends are okay. Okay. Hmm. I would say just by checking up on them. I mean, like I I don't really like texting, mm-hmm. uh, but in whatever way you can, e- even if it's just in person, like if mm-hmm. you're seeing them, just kind of like giving them that moment of like human to human, like, hey, yeah. are, how are you doing? Right. Like what's mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm here for you. I'm your mm-hmm. friend. That's what friends are for. Yeah. Don't forget that. Like you know making I mean? sure I think that they feel comfortable, sure that yeah. they feel comfortable mm-hmm. to confide in you. 
is I would say is my advice because I think that, you know, sometimes people might not know how to deal with their emotions or might not even want to face them. Mm -hmm. So I think by making sure that they're okay and making sure that they have a safe place to vent to. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Love that. What about yours this week? I think just like allowing your friends to know that you were, you're not leaving them. Yeah. I think I, I had such a big fear so long that my friends were just going to get up and like leave my life. Yeah, yeah, abandonment. And I want my friends to know that I'm not going anywhere and that like if they want to trust me with something, I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like super important. Yeah. I love that one. I love it. This week I felt, uh, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen a video online that just literally makes you laugh so hard? Like that it kills you. I sent it to Hunter this morning. This, the video oh of God, this little so girl. Good. So it's this girl and she's like, I don't want no scrub, but she's got to be like four. Aww. And she is, scre- she is singing it so passionately. And then she ends and she's like, she says something like, that's it. I hope you have a great night. And she's just being like super goofy Aww. and you can't not watch it and smile. Mm-hmm. And so I saw that and I saved it to my phone and I just like sent it to a couple people that are like are special to me and I wanted mm-hmm. to let them know like hey, I hope you have a day, a good day today that is filled with like the amount of passion that there is in this video. Yeah. Just because I saw it and it made me like it made me feel good, mm-hmm. so I thought I would like pass on that energy yeah. to yeah. Well. other people. Yeah. Yay. Aww. It was awesome. Yeah. I love that. I'll show you after this. Yeah, yeah I want to see it. <laughs> Well, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having me. I was so excited about coming on this show, like, or this podcast. But yeah, we were excited. I mean, we, it is like every week, it's such a blessing to meet a new person. And then at the end of it, I'm always sad because I'm like, I just feel like I made a new best friend. You'll just have to have me back then. There you go. We'll have to have you come back. Easy. But thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of course.